Hello and welcome to Ignite PT Radio. On these podcasts, we shall be doing various different features, including weekly Q&As and monthly Q&As. Throughout the weekly Q&As, I will be bringing you a different topic, which I will discuss at length. And within the monthly Q&As, I will be meeting with another person within the fitness industry to discuss their experiences, their views and their chosen focuses within the fitness field. So without further ado, let's get down to today's episode. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the weekly Q&A. So this week I am going to be discussing training splits and training programs and which one is going to be the best. So I recently had a question during one of my live Q&As on Instagram. Um, It went something along the lines of what is the best training split that you can do? So there's so many factors um, that will come into play when we're looking at what will be the best training program or the best training split for you to do. The simple answer to is there one that's going to be like the all-time ultimate best training program? The simple answer is no. There is not one program that's going to be the best for you because there is so many things that need to be taken into consideration when you look at the quality of a training program and also how applicable that's going to be to you and how well you're going to be able to complete that. So first of all, one main thing I get people to focus on is ensuring that the amount of days that the training program is set up for and their free time are two things that can pair up nicely. So say for example, if a training program that could be really well suited for someone to put on um, muscle mass was set up for five training days and their free time and um, their training availability only allowed them to train three days a week, straight away that's not going to work. Okay, so we need to make sure that straight off the bat, the amount of days that they can train pairs up with the amount that is sort of like a a necessary requirement for the training program setup. So that's something that's really important because straight away there's a block of that. You could have a really, really well set up program for you, but you can't actually complete it because the amount of training days don't pair up to the amount of days that you have available for time within the gym or training. So that's a really important area to look at. Then it also comes down to your compliance with it. And if if you're in a position where you're, you think that the, the program isn't as well set up for you as it could be, or you want more from the program, say for example, um, you're working to a strength program and you're working from percentages of your one rep max, three rep max, whatever it may be, but you're doing percentage work. And I've had this before, um, either myself when I've been training or when I've been working with clients and say for example on the first week depending on the client depending on the scenario they may go in at quite low percentages and the reason for that being is because you know they'll just come back from a, a period of training where they've gone very heavy and they will need to have some time to get used to the volume again so instead of putting them in a, a um, you know a higher working percentage I'll put them a little bit lower, nothing dramatically low by any means, um, and just get them focusing on reintroducing themselves to the volume of it. And the the temptation there will be, um, in some scenarios, to go a bit heavier because you think, oh, well, that's not really done that much. And this is another thing that can kind of come into um, your mindset with training, and I'm not going to go off on too much of a tangent of it because it almost goes into another area, but it's it's the desire to train constantly to a very very high fatigue state and training to fatigue and to failure has its pros for sure 
But if you're constantly doing it, then you're going to end up just battering your central nervous system and just constantly struggling with fatigue and working against fatigue um, and just not allowing, you just won't be able to allow your body to recover as a result. So it's one of those, I think it almost comes from this strange no pain, no gain mentality that was heavily focused on uh, for a long period of time. Um, and it's kind of just a bit dumb because there's no need to be training to that higher intensity. It, it, we're looking at the like training to muscular failure um, and there's there's definitely a strong role for that to play in uh, building muscle and um, you know muscle hypertrophy and putting on muscular size. But if we're doing it all the time, then it, is, it can have a very detrimental effect on how well we recover, um, but then also how well we're going to be able to train going forward. Um, <clears throat> so that's another thing that's important to take into consideration. But, you know, at the end of the day, you want to, say, for example, you're going through a 12-week program, you want to come to the end of the program, completing it, knowing that regardless of what the results are, you've done it to your maximum um, capabilities. So you've you've followed everything to the T in the program. You've hit all the numbers that you should have hit. You've done all the exercises you should have done. And then as a result, you can give a fair sort of analysis and sort of review on that program. The difficulty is, that, say, for example, you know, if at points you've wavered away and you've gone heavier than forecast or you've done, you know, you've done slightly different exercises because, oh, I don't really like that one, so I'll do another one and all this sort of stuff. Um, then you can't give honest feedback as to how well the programs worked for you because, to put it bluntly, you haven't done the program. You haven't done what's set out in, uh, like for you. And again, this is something that you know I know that I've I've struggled with previously myself. I think every single individual, whether you're a coach, you're um, you're an athlete, you're whatever, you will struggle at points with something that is in a program set up for you. Uh, whether it be you just don't like the exercise because it's been put in to really challenge you technically, for example, um, or you you just don't like training that muscle group, for example. But the chances are, if you've got a good reputable coach, they all of the things that are in a program for you will be there to benefit you, and it will have a purpose. And that's another thing I think is very important is to question why things are in a training program for you, because. If you're just mindlessly going along and just doing doing X, Y, Z exercises without really putting any thought into why you're doing them or understanding why you're doing them or why they could benefit you, then, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you want to have an understanding and clarity as to why something's in a training program. Everything should serve its purpose and everything should have a reason to be there. Um, it shouldn't just be, you know, exercises for the sake of exercises you want it to be um there to help you or aid you in some way you know so it's it's one of those things where i want clients to question why i put things into their training um, programs and their training structures and i want them to understand the reason why we're doing them um because if they can understand and um have full clarity as to why they're doing something within a training program they'll see the benefit and they'll see the and they'll, they'll sort of trust in it more so potentially than they would do if it was just a case of right here's your program off you go you do what i tell you to do and you could say that 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 could be another way another approach to take 
But I, like I say, I want people to understand why I'm asking them to do certain things and why I'm getting them to do those things. Um, and, you know, it may come down to sometimes exercises will be in there because they enjoy them, you know, and that's massively important as well. I want enjoyment to be an aspect and an element of, of training that's very much focused on for each individual as well. So say, for example, if you know, uh, looking at kind of like strength work or, or a powerlifter, for example, say I'm working with a powerlifting client and, you know, they're ticking everything off really, really nicely with regards to their percentage work and their accessory work that's going to be vital for them to focus on their weak links within squat bench and deadlift. And, you know, they had, say, for example, they had um, previous experience training, just in a training capability, like in a training um, environment, sorry, um, of training more so to a bodybuilding style. And they really enjoy doing isolation work for their arms. There's not really going to be a huge amount of harm me adding in, say, for example, a set of bicep curls or tricep extensions into a session once in a while because they enjoy those movements. They can stimulate the muscles from, you know, from an isolation element as long as they're not doing it to like an extreme um, failure point And then there could be a potential sort of crossover of fatigue then there's no harm in them doing that if they enjoy it. So I think having a look at enjoyment levels is a, a massively important thing as well to, to uh, consider when you're looking at training and contents of a program. But at the end of the day, a program is there to serve, as, serve a purpose for each individual. Um, and things like that, you know, you could have, say for example, you're looking at, at the um, original subject of, is there one best training split or one best training program? You could have already come across it. You could have already... Um, had the program in front of you and had it set up um, but say for example there were there were things like environmental factors that allowed you not to perform it or complete it to the the maximum of your capabilities so this is it you know there's so many things that will have an impact on on how well a training program goes for you because you know it comes down ultimately to your compliance and your ability to complete that program everyone will respond slightly differently to different training structures and different training um exercises and methods but at the end of the day if you're not able to be um, structured and habitual with the way that you perform and execute the program itself then you'll never truly know whether it actually works for you or not so being in a position where you know the amount of training days you can stick to and you know that it's appropriate for you with your experience levels and your um, uh, the exercise selection for what you're you're looking to achieve as well if you if you know you've got all those things in place, then you will you will respond nicely to it. But there simply there isn't one best training program. There isn't one best uh, well there isn't one best training split. Sorry, um, because there's so many circumstantial things that will environmental things as well that will have an impact on that. So I hope that helps really with looking at what will be the most beneficial training program for you. Like I said, there isn't one ultimate all singing or dancing program that's going to be the best for you ever because of all those factors I just mentioned. So just make sure that when you're either putting a program together for yourself um, or you're looking at, say for example, a, a template online, that you're being honest and it's ticking all the boxes that you do need and you're able to stick to it because if you aren't, then you're, you're simply setting yourself up for failure. Thank you very much for listening. I'll be back next week with another episode for you guys. Stay safe, stay strong, and I'll see you guys soon.